Welcome to Tank Talk, ideas that fuel your business. A Titan Cloud Software podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Tank Talk, a Titan Cloud podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. And folks, thanks so much for joining us on another episode of the show. We appreciate you joining us for some broader industry thought leadership today. As we explore today's panel conversation, make sure that you're heading to our website, titancloud.com. Again, titancloud.com and subscribing to Tank Talk on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So on today's episode, we're exploring the intricacies of environmental compliance for retail and logistics applications, a burgeoning challenge as environmental compliance becomes a prerequisite, not only structurally, but in broader social pressures and ESG strategies, uh, we see retailers and logistics companies face a difficult question. How do we meet increasing demand and expanding supply chain footprints in a way that reduces carbon footprint, meets regulations? regulations, and even more holistically, promotes a vision of environmental sustainability. So for insights today and to answer those questions, we're joined by a panel of thought leaders who are all bringing a different perspective to challenges and successes in environmental compliance. So I'm pleased to welcome Jeff Sexton, manager of EHS at XPO Logistics, John Marinas, senior VP of compliance services at Titan Cloud and president of JMM Global, and Brent Puzak, vice president of solutions consulting at Titan Cloud. And our host for the conversation today is again Mr. John Donnelly, Chief Revenue Officer at Titan Cloud. John Donnelly, great to have you on. How you doing? Great, Daniel. Thanks so much and uh, really pleased to be here again on another edition of Tank Talk. Absolutely. I know we've got a panel's worth of conversation with our three guests today, so feel free to take it away. I'm looking forward to it. Great. Thanks again, Daniel. And welcome everybody to another edition of Tank Talk uh, from from uh, Titan Cloud. Really thrilled to be joined by the team that uh, the Daniel introduced to us to, to everybody today. Uh, really a set of compliance expertise that uh, we have here at Titan Cloud and across our customer base that continues to grow and really enables all of our customers to uh, continue to learn great thought leadership from from a great uh, great set of folks here. So I guess my first question uh, probably to to John Marinas would be, when you look at sustainability as it relates to the industry today, when people think of it in the oil and gas industry, they think of EMVs and alternative fuels. What role do you think compliance managers have in promoting sustainability in the industry and amongst other kind of industry professionals? Hey, John. Yeah, thanks. Good question. Um, you know, actually, I think that compliance managers do play an actually a pivotal role in sustainability. You know, these guys are the eyes and ears of their department, and they're really most abreast of all the happenings at facility level. Now, these guys have that foresight to be able to uh, be able to promote with inside their industry uh, as well as being able to uh, give those insights to others. Great. And I know, I know in, in many cases, it, it, it can be hard to determine you know, what you don't know you're missing in terms of a compliance process. How can compliance managers today in the retail fuel and fleet space kind of ensure they're not missing any holes in their overall compliance process? So, you know, actually a gap analysis of their current program is really good from an outside perspective. You know, it's always helpful. Many compliance managers, they do a fantastic job of keeping up with compliance, though some things do fall through the cracks. You know, uh, a gap analysis can uncover some things you just didn't think of. Great. I I think, you know, obviously in in the industry overall, we're we're faced with a lot of different challenges. And as I mentioned at the beginning of of this uh, podcast, I'm joined by kind of a great group of folks. Uh, Brent Puzak, who, who now works here at Titan Cloud, 
uh, had a lot of experience previously at Circle K managing over 9,000 sites. And Brent, I wanted to get your kind of perspective on what, what are some of the kind of challenges facing convenience store and compliance managers today and how can they and how can they solve for them? Yeah, thanks, John. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, certainly, you know, on a compliance side, you know, sustainability is really in its infancy. You know, there's a, a lot of companies that are just now uh, building out their sustainability models and their goals. Um, so I think first and foremost is really uh, for a compliance manager to build that, not, uh, to bridge that knowledge gap, um, really learning as much as they can about how they can attribute to their their goals of their organization. Um, and then, you know, that a lot of uh, companies really have to start moving away from the spreadsheets and onto uh, broader platforms that will allow them to kind of capture the big data in order to be able to understand you know, where they can really uh, contribute um, and how they can, can contribute cross-functionally across organizations. So you know, bridging that gap is, uh, is instrumental. Gotcha. Well, it's great to have you obviously on the Titan side now, obviously providing a lot of thought leadership and expertise across a lot of our Titan customers that they're looking for you know, more and more compliance kind of domain expertise that you certainly bring to the table. So uh, really nice to have you on board. My next question, really, it really is for, is for Jeff Saxon, who's obviously been a customer of Titan for a long time over at XPO. Jeff, if you can maybe fill us in, what's, what are some of kind of the obstacles that, you know, compliance managers like yourself and your team are, are kind of dealing with on the fleet side? And how has Titan Cloud's kind of software platform overall helped you to kind of overcome them and, and be more compliant overall? Thanks, John. Great to be here. Um, you know, I want to actually take a step back and, you know, follow up on John's comment with the, you know, how do you know what you should be doing for compliance and how do you not miss anything? It's kind of, you know, these are one and the same um, for us. You know, you can't be perfect. Uh, one of the things we've learned is you got, you know, federal, state, local um, agencies, all of them want something different. All of them have their different viewpoints, different requirements and different divisions in there. So you have to be prepared. And you have to learn as you go along. So if you miss the steps on the way on the state level, record that, have some tight across, you know, various locations, various agencies. And then also, you know, one solution that, that Titan has really provided us is a record keeping solution. Being able to have all of our e-files in one place, organized tag that can be accessible to our field um, level employees, staff, and also, you know, external customers of ours. We can provide them to our landlord so they can actually go and pull reports um, right out of the system for, you know, and they need them. So it's just not a um, system that is geared towards a corporate level. It's actually, you know, being able to use it across all of our employees has been a huge compliance help for us over the years. I mean, obviously, you know, with XPO using the software for this long, it's been great to see your kind of trajectory of, uh, of leveraging the platform. And uh, we're obviously happy to have you as a customer. Um, John, given your background, you know, managing compliance at, at some large oil companies such as BP and others, and kind of as a third-party compliance manager, what what benefits have you seen uh, kind of overall uh, within house managers as, as they begin using compliance software to manage their overall processes across the across the spectrum? You know, actually, I put on both hats, so it's hard to disconnect from managing it as a uh, compliance manager when I did it at BP, though I did develop processes both internally and externally. And I did find that in any scenario, in-house compliance managers have their own unique needs. You know, finding the right software package helps. Jeff actually mentioned, or, or actually Brent mentioned earlier about spreadsheets. You know, it, it if you have the right tools, it, it helps the compliance manager hone in on his or her needs. You know, then, you know, working with the compliance manager post-software, you know, uh, deployment, 
to get to the right modules or complementary services uh, helps making the process a little bit more smoothly. It's it it it, it and seamless, you know. But there's also an ROI for using uh, both software and third-party services. You know, um, you know, for example, over the past 12 years, you know, we've saved one of our major oil companies about three million dollars in potential fines, violations, and suspected releases. You know, there is a net saving by optimizing both alarms, release detection dispatches as we group them together. And we have calculated, you know, thousands of net savings for other operators by grouping them together to avoid multiple tickets. Is one of the big things is, and, and, and maybe Jeff can also speak to this, is that, uh, you know, those stop charges add up, actually even Brent, right? So if you have, you know, three tickets and you have three different stop charges out there and you can send one uh, maintenance company out to do it all and you've reduced your overhead cost, you know, and it can help, you know, group them all together and do some triage in the very beginning, you know, savings will always present itself right away. A lot of our customers are listening today. And certainly as we talk to people in the industry, the main focus when they look at uh, any kind of software or solutions out there is, is, can you get ROI? Can you get some level of savings put in place over time? I guess, circling back to Jeff, I mean, from your perspective, when you guys did some of the gap analysis work with uh, with Titans platform, what was your kind of uh, findings overall on that? And do you think that, um, you know, by doing that gap analysis, it helped you to kind of avoid some things that might have happened in the future. Absolutely. Um, the gap analysis, the best thing to do right off the bat is go where your holes are and build a platform and process to fill those holes. But at the same time, understand what those risks are. Certain risks you're willing to accept as a company, other ones you are not. Um, and, you know, for us, one of the things that, you know, has been a huge um, risk that we've been able to tackle using Titan Cloud is our hazardous waste tracking. Being able to know where all of our hazardous waste is and you know what status it is in it has been you know probably our number one priority over the last you know five to seven years, and we have no solution for it. Our you know next step we're going into you know um, John mentioned you know, tickets. We're looking at our work orders and seeing why are we issuing so many work orders to one location for an issue. So now we have the data behind that that we can actually plan in place to actually fix that system so we don't have so many work orders. So we're not, you know, nickel and diming something to death and it's, you know, invest the capital, get it fixed right and uh, move on to the, the next location. I guess, Brent, from your perspective, you know, when, when you were over at Circle K before and the pantry before that, from your perspective, you know, bringing in a platform or any kind of solution for it to help with compliance needs, what, what were you seeing in terms of uh, potential savings and things like that? Yeah, I think, you know, John, what it allowed us to do was kind of take the blinders off and and not uh, not continually work in silos across our our organizations. So you know we were able to kind of spot opportunities within our RFP programs uh, with our testing, um, specifically as we started moving into the new federal regulations. Um, and and as John mentioned before, right that that allowed us to mitigate uh, exposure from you know double dispatches, um, you know. Places where we have, you know, continual issues with uh, tech travel times and and various items. So, you know, it it, um, it wasn't just the the savings that we would get on the, you know, on the hard savings from the from the dollar side, but it was also the the administrative burden that was on our team. So, you know, we were able to lower that substantially as well. And I think overall, you know, we had uh, millions of dollars of savings that we were able to justify, you know, the continual use of the platform with. I guess as we look to the future, folks, I mean, I'll talk, talk to kind of all of you guys, and I'll address this to maybe John first. I mean, you know, where do you see the future of compliance kind of going overall? And when you think about, you know, tech adoption, 
tech adoption has increased dramatically in the in the retail fuel and fleet industry over the, over the past five years, and especially in this past year, given what's going on in the economy. As it kind of will continue to you know become more common for users to get to, to, to be on the lookout for platforms that can host multiple solutions, um, you know, to, to streamline their tech stack. I mean, what's your perspective on that? And do you think that's an important issue for people to to consider going forward? John, so I, I feel that there will be some diversity to traditional, you know, compliance or for underground storage tanks. As the auto industry shifts more into a hybrid or a slash, you know, the EV model, you know, there'll be a need to expand compliance beyond the retail fueling facility. I see I see the face changing bit here here and there a bit. But, you know, as more IoT solutions become available retail fleet side, I'm sure you'll see some platform consolidations in our space. More where I see the future is a crossover of health and safety compliance might be that start, right? Uh, we might, as we monitor storage tank systems, we can surely monitor compliance, such as sensors, cooler temperatures, voltage regulators, and other. I think that's definitely going to be that consolidation in the platform and the change that I think we will see sooner than later. And I guess, Jeff, back to you, like when you think about XPO and the growth the company's gone, going through, and certainly we've been seeing, you know, from a Wall Street perspective, you know, from a compliance perspective on your side, where, where do you th- see things changing or evolving? What are some of the things that uh, XPO is looking to do in the future to uh, help streamline some of your processes? So I think just the compliance landscape in general, we're seeing, that, you know, the last year and a half is probably the same thing. People can work remote. Regulators can work remote. Data is more accessible now than ever. And that's to us is going to be the key. We saw a little bit, um, you know, probably within the last five years, but it's really picked up in the last two years that all of our compliance data is now publicly accessible. You can find it online, whether it's a federal, state, or local agencies. They want everything electronically. Um, so for us, you know, we're trying to get ahead of this curve. We're trying to make sure we know exactly what data is being submitted, when it's being submitted, who's submitting it and what potential risk that causes. Whether it's good data or bad data, it's still data that is in the public eye that could be viewed appropriately or inappropriately. So we're trying to, once again, fill in those gaps back to knowing what you need to do to um, be in compliance. But at the same time, you know, there's a lot of moving parts out there in the compliance industry um, on the regulatory side. And then you have a lot of IV, the 10 years. That's what we're focusing in on is trying to get the data submitted correctly and understanding what the data is and having a very holistic viewpoint for all data, um, whether it is you know, environmental compliance um, based around tanks, waste, stormwater, drinking water, or even EHS, you know, more of the health and safety side of things. Gotcha. Appreciate that, Jeff. And I guess, Brent, from your perspective, now coming over to uh, the vendor side of things, so to speak, coming from the operator side, from your perspective now that you're on the vendor side, what, what do you think some of the things are that, um, that, given your experience and domain expertise, are important for vendors like Titan and others to be working on to uh, to provide to uh, the retail fuel and fleet space on the compliance side? Yeah, certainly. I think that um, you know Jeff had, like Jeff had mentioned, you know the challenges that compliance managers have in today's environment, right? Is that you know there's there's a lot more data that that you know needs to be consumed and it needs to be consumed in a very efficient manner. And something that's digestible to an organization so that they can action upon that. Um, so having a system that can do that efficiently and, and get that information out that's both actionable and re- gives a, that organization ROI is, is critical. Um, and I think as, as John had mentioned, you know, the, the Internet of Things is something that's really 
coming into play right now. You see a lot of a lot of companies developing uh, technology that allows you to commute uh, communicate across the POSs, across the dispensers. Um, so tying all of those segments together, so you have a more, more holistic approach to how uh, companies manage their fuel space, and then also tying into in-store, um, you know, maybe uh, monitors for their heating, cooling systems. There's wa- the water systems. You know, it all goes into those sustainability goals that companies are tying into. So, you know, it's it's really important for organizations to really start focusing in those areas and helping solve the broader pro- problems that organizations are facing. Right. Well, one of the things we saw too, I think, think during uh, COVID as it kind of continues to wind down here, and this is a question for you, John, is that a lot of our customers and a lot of folks in the industry that, um, you know, had a lot of changes to their business model, were looking for, you know, more and more help on the compliance side and on kind of on the sustainability side. You know, from your perspective, now now part of Titan, you know, what are your thoughts on uh, customers continuing to look at uh, ways to, you know, complement their staff? Uh, Jeff mentioned the gap analysis that we had done for, 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 for XPO. As you look at other customers and as you talk to folks in the industry, what are some other ideas or other things people could be looking for help on from, uh, from Titan as we move forward? Yeah, actually, it, that's true. During COVID, we did have a lot of clients and customers that were looking to augment their staff. Uh, there was definitely a shift in how people were managing day-to-day operations. And I, I do believe that there is still some of that uh, going on. Uh, you can see the downward trend of some staffing reductions in major oil companies now uh, consolidating business units. And uh, definitely that augment of that staff help helps a client and customer still maintain operational excellence. And I, I think you will see more of that here in the next year, even as COVID starts lifting, the mentality of uh, certain retailers, operators, and then even as Jeff can hear attest is that, you know, they're, they're having, having the outsourced side uh, helps them still maintain and manage and not drown. Gotcha. Thanks, John. Well, I really wanted to uh, just just thank all of you guys today for joining me on this on this podcast, Hank Talk. It's certainly been really interesting. And uh, again, as Titan continues to grow and scale the business, you know, acquiring acquiring companies and acquiring complementary technologies, we're trying to provide you know ongoing thought leadership so that people can continue to learn how we're growing as a business and how we're trying to be more uh, supportive of customers going forward. So again, thanks so much to to Jeff and to Brent and to John for joining me today, and obviously. To all of our listeners out there, certainly uh, please continue to come to TitanCloud.com. Look for additional podcasts as we go forward. We're, we're excited to continue to provide this level of thought leadership and hope you'll get, continue to listen in on what we have to say. Thanks again. And back to you, Daniel. Thanks, John. That was a great conversation. And thank you to all of our guests again for your thought leadership today on the Titan Cloud podcast. Again, we've been hearing from Jeff Sexton, manager of EHS at XPO Logistics, John Marinas, senior VP of compliance services at Titan Cloud and president of JMM Global, and Brent Puzak, vice president of solutions consulting at Titan Cloud. Thanks again to our host, John Donnelly, chief revenue officer at Titan Cloud. And thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Tank Talk a Titan Cloud podcast. If you like what you heard and want to listen to previous episodes, make sure that you're heading to our website, titancloud.com. Again, titancloud.com and subscribing to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. And we'll catch you next time.